Dear listeners, a quick note about today's episode. The events depicted are based on a real-life story, though some names have been changed. It is Monday evening, the 1st of February 2016, and a quiet night in the Akobo area of Ibadan. Ibadan is a city in the southwestern region of Nigeria, and Akobo is an upper-class area of town. In Akobo, you find big houses, hotels, and well-constructed roads which give access to other prime locations in the city, such as the University of Ibadan, Ibadan Airport, and the University College Hospital. Banks Estate is located in a rapidly developing residential area of Akobo and tucked away on a quiet street off the main road. One of the buildings in the estate belongs to Mr. Badmos and his wife, Mrs. Badmos. The building has two flats. Mr. Badmos and Mrs. Badmos live in the lower flat and they rent out the upper flat to a couple. That evening, Mr. and Mrs. Badmos are getting ready to retire for the night. And as part of their evening routine, they sit together at the dining table to say their nightly prayers. A muffled sound starts to creep into the room. It sounds like shouting from the apartment above. Mrs. Badmos closes her eyes and tries to concentrate on her prayers, raising her own voice to drown out the sounds. But the shouting gets louder. Then suddenly, there's a loud bang. Her eyes fly open and she sees the ceiling fan above their table shake. The loud bang is followed by screams and yells. Mr. Badmos cuts his prayer shot and runs out. Mrs. Badmos follows behind and together they run upstairs. Mr. Badmos reaches the top of the stairs first and he begins to bang on the door. Open this door! Open the door! Seconds later, the door flies open and on the other side is a man clutching his left shoulder. Mr. Badmos could see blood stains on the man's white singlet and boxer shorts and his right hand was completely covered with blood. What is going on? By now, Mrs. Badmos has caught up to her husband. Jesus, Jude, what happened? She stabbed me. I am so tired of this man. She stabbed me. Oh, shit. Officer, I didn't kill my husband. Boyamin is dead. I love my husband. <laughs> Nothing in life is certain except death, taxes, and crime. Criminals exist in every community. They can be a complete stranger, a next door neighbor, or the person you kiss goodnight. Welcome to the third season of True Crime Niger. I'm your host, John Iwodi. In this series, we bring you stories of crimes that have actually happened not only in Nigeria, but across Africa. We hope that by sharing these stories, we all become a little smarter at detecting and preventing similar crimes. Mrs. Badmus moves past her husband and reaches for Jide's shoulder to examine his wound. She's a retired nurse from the University College Hospital in Ibadan. Do you have a first aid kit? We need to stop the bleeding. She guides Jide to the sofa in the middle of the sitting room, sits him down and positions his arm on the armrest. Mr. Badmus starts to walk into the apartment and towards the sofa. That's when he notices a woman near the door leading to the bedroom. It's Funke, Jide's wife. Funke enters the bedroom and returns with a 
first aid kit, which she hands to Mrs. Badmus. Mrs. Badmus begins to treat Jide's wound. Jide, what happened? She stabbed me with scissors while I was in bed trying to sleep. We're only having a conversation about my planned trip to Europe. For business and and my intention to stop and see which and my son. As Mrs. Badmus is helping Jide, Mr. Badmus approaches Funke. Funke? What is this? I told him to keep that woman and her child away from my family, but he won't. She keeps calling and asking to see him, and now I don't even have the right to complain about it. He stood my son for crying out loud, and I'm still his father. There's nothing going on between me and Rachel, and Funke knows this. He came after me, attacking me. I only tried to talk to him about her call, but he got angry and began to beat me. I tried to get away from him, but he locked the door. He pinned me to the floor and continued to hit me. But I didn't even touch you. You attacked me first with those scissors. I had to protect myself. Jesus, you could have killed me. When he pinned me to the floor, I reached for something on the dressing table to free myself with. I didn't know it was scissors. It all happened so fast. Mr. Badmus and Mrs. Badmus couldn't believe what they were hearing. By now, Mrs. Badmus has managed to slow the bleeding down, but the wound on Jide's shoulder is deep and she knows that he needs stitches. Mrs. Badmus tells her husband that they need to get Jide to the hospital. It's okay. It's alright. Let us get to the hospital. We'll sort this out when we return. We can use my car. They all go downstairs to the car park and Mr. Badmus drives them to a hospital two streets away from their estate. On their way to the hospital, Mrs. Badmus couldn't stop wondering how things could have gone so bad between this couple. She remembers that it was only about three years ago when they moved into the apartment as a newlywed couple. They were a young couple. Jide is about 35 years old and Funke is 10 years younger. Before they were married, Jide Kolawole was living in Paris and he relocated to Nigeria in 2014 to settle down with Funke, who was working as a principal state counsel at the Oyo State Ministry of Justice. Every time Mrs. Badmus saw the couple, they were always happy and cheerful. They would even come down to the apartment sometimes to visit and spend the evening talking over tea. What could have gone wrong? Mrs. Badmus is still lost in her thoughts when her husband, Mr. Badmus, pulls up to the driveway of the hospital. That night, Jide gets treated by a doctor on duty and they return home. Mr. Badmus and his wife then walk Jide and Funke to their flat upstairs just to be sure everything is fine before returning to their own apartment. Please, take it easy. There is no need harming each other. Everything can be sorted out amicably. We will talk in the morning. Hmm? Just go to bed. And for tonight, please, leave the door unlocked. Hmm? The young couple agrees and they retire into their apartment. It's early in the morning the next day, 2nd of February 2016. Mrs. Badmus and her husband, Mr. Badmus, were fast asleep in their apartment. A loud bang wakes Mrs. Badmus. She jerks her head up quickly opens her eyes and looks around to see what caused the sound. It's from the apartment upstairs and she could hear someone groaning. Mrs. Badmus turns to her husband lying beside her. He's still fast asleep. She shakes him awake. Wake up there. Something is wrong. What? I heard a loud sound from upstairs and now I can hear someone groaning. 
Mr. Badmus jumps from the bed, grabs a shirt from the wardrobe, sleeps on a pair of slippers and makes his way to the door. Mrs. Badmus follows right behind him. They both run up the stairs to Gidi and Funke's flat. Mr. Badmus bangs for them to open the door but remembers that it's unlocked from the night before so he pushes it open. His eyes immediately fall on a body lying on the floor in a pool of blood with one hand outstretched towards the door. Mr. Badmus raises his head and his eyes catch Funke standing a few steps away from the body and holding a knife in her hand. Mrs. Badmus pushes past her husband to get a full view of the scene and she calls out to Funke. Funke, what have you done? Within the hour, Detective Kola Fashola arrives at the bank's estate. He had been alerted by the police operatives of the Oyo State Command that a murder had occurred there about an hour before. Detective Fashola walks past the medics on his way into the estate. They are on standby to move Jide's body after the criminal investigations team is done processing evidence from the scene. Detective Fashola walks up the stairs to the flat and is escorted past an elderly couple and into the apartment. The other officers in the room take note of his presence and quickly step aside to give him a full view of the scene. One of the officers briefs him. Sir, we have here the deceased, a 35-year-old male, Jide Kolaoli, who died at about 5 a.m. this morning by stab wounds, suspected to be caused by 25-year-old Funke Kolaoli, his wife. The officer points in the direction of the bedroom where Funke was being detained. Witnesses include Mr. Badmos and his wife, Mrs. Badmos. I believe they're standing outside, sir. After the briefing, Detective Fashola steps out of the apartment to speak with Mr. Badmos and his wife. He tells them that they need to come down to the police station to give their statements and they agree. The detective walks back into the room and over to the bedroom where Funke was being detained. She was sitting on the edge of the bed, arms wrapped around her body and rocking back and forth as tears streamed down her face. Madam. I have to inform you that you are under arrest for the murder of your husband, Mr. Jide Kolaoli, and we will be taking you down to the police station for further processing. Ma'am, do you understand what I'm saying to you? Funke stops rocking back and forth and nods. As a practicing lawyer, she knows the process. Good. It is your right to remain silent, and whatever you say or do can be used against you in the court of law. Funke is led away in handcuffs to one of the police vans parked outside and they drive off to the police station. Later that morning, Funke was taken to the magistrate court in Yaganku, Ibadan, where she was remanded at Agodi prison. On November 14, 2017, that's after spending one year and nine months in Agodi prison, Funke was formally charged in the state high court of Ibadan on one count of murder. She pleaded not guilty to that count, stating that she killed her husband in self-defense. According to her, that night when they got back home, they had another argument and Jide started to beat her. This time, when she reached over to her dressing table, she grabbed hold of a knife and used it to stab him several times. The fatal stab was to his neck. Even though Funke was not able to produce evidence of domestic abuse, she maintained that she did not mean to stab him and it was only in self-defense. In November 2017, the chief judge on the case found Funke not guilty of murder, saying that there was not enough evidence to prove that she intended to kill Jide. It was a fight between a husband and a wife, which unfortunately resulted in a death. 
the public should not say Funke killed her husband as if it was a premeditated act. But the judge did find her guilty of the lesser charge of manslaughter and she was sentenced to seven years imprisonment. It's Wednesday morning, the 22nd of May, 2019, and for the governor of Oyo State, Abiola Ajimobi, it's his last week in office. And as part of the end of his tenure, the governor looks at the list in front of him and skims down the names. At the very end of the list, prisoner number 50 is Funke Kolawole. The governor signs. Funke served a little over three years of her seven-year sentence for stabbing her husband to death. True Crime Niger is a Triple E Media production. Production copyright 2022, Triple E Media Productions. If you enjoyed this episode of True Crime Niger and would like to hear more, go to our website at 234audio.com to play the sample content, then download our app from the Google Play Store for even more episodes. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at 234audio to watch the video for this episode. Make sure to click the notification bell, like, and leave a comment. Our episodes can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and leave a comment because it helps other people to find our content. This episode of True Crime Niger was written by Biyama Joseph and Ramat Mohammed. Produced by Antonietta Kalunta. Directed by Antonietta Kalunta. Executive producer Ramat Mohammed. Jade Tolulokbe Giwa as Funke Kolawoli. Josh Imarayi as Jide Kolawoli. Mildred Simigian as Mrs. Badmos. Jide Bolarinwa as Mr. Badmos. Loki Usama as Detective Kola Fashola, Dominic Tabakaji as Junior Officer, and Rabia Adeja as the Judge. Sound Editing, Sam Tabakaji. Sound Recording, Mixing, and Mastering, Dominic Tabakaji. Cover Art by Mala Iwa Bado Ikaleku. Stay alert, stay alive, see you next week.